today's co-host, my good friend Camille. Hello, Camille. Hi. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks Welcome for having Welcome back. Me. Welcome back. You're finally on video. I know. Um, How exciting. Everyone listening, we're we're posting podcast videos to YouTube now. So if you like to watch it in action, then you can do that. And if you watch the video, you'll see it glitch out so many times. Uh, did you see that? Happen? I just saw it glitch. Yeah. yeah. On your own. Like the frequency is so high. I've been having so many problems with Zoom, like on the channel collective Q and a calls. Did I tell you this? Like it wouldn't let me get on for like almost 30 minutes. Oh yeah, uh, you did. I just kept getting kicked off. And, uh, the last time I recorded one of these with Teal, like it was glitching the whole time. And oh I just, gosh. every time I'm like going to channel, Zoom is going insane. <laughs> there, it, it just happened. It again. Yeah. So oh let's just gosh. hope, let's just hope it all, it all works out. Okay, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah. So Camille is going to chat with the guides today uh, and we're going to bring in Metatron, I believe. Are you, yes. how are you feeling? Are you feeling ready? Yeah, it keeps glitching. I, I I'm ready. I feel I feel very ready. I'm excited. <laughs> you do you have like notes? Yeah, I have notes. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. I have, I have lots of questions. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, yeah, this will be interesting because Metatron is like every time I channel Metatron, I literally feel like I've been I'm on the tea, um, teacups at Disneyland and it's going a, a million miles an hour. I like often feel like I'm going to be sick when I oh no. <laughs> like just because like and, and it's kind of it's not scary. Right? It doesn't feel it's weird because it's like it's just intense. It doesn't feel bad, you know, because it's like just love. But it's like mm-hmm. it's just like the frequency is very felt by my physical body. Um, mm-hmm. He because you know, he, he scribes everything. Like he's aware, like, it's like, you're really tapping into this. Everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Which like, maybe Our we should just, movie. maybe we should just touch on, I actually mentioned this in the channel collective call, but like, while you're here, um, I don't usually like to say things like this about movies, but I just, Camille and I did not have the best experience watching that film. No, we did not. I would not recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to someone about it earlier today. I was like, just whatever you do, just avoid that movie. Yeah. It was was too much. It was just, the thing was, there are important, the themes and the like, how different realities works, that whole idea in it, uh, I, I think is actually very helpful for people to understand. However, it was just, encoded in things that I didn't want to I just didn't want to be there yeah it didn't make you feel good yeah yeah Camille, Camille and after. I we got home and I was like where's your selenite and I'm like literally <laughs> just like rubbing myself with selenite and then I did like a two-hour energy clearing when I got home <laughs> yeah I, like, I needed get to this do that off of me um so anyway that was fun that was a fun Friday night what a week <laughs> what a week so it'll be interesting My new book, Pain, Love, and Purpose, is officially available for release, and I cannot wait for you to get your hands on this. Pain, Love, and Purpose is a poetry book, and uh, these poems are separated out into three sections, Pain, Love, and Purpose. And this book is really an exploration of how we can turn our pain into our purpose and how pain is often the thing that leads the way for us to really uncover deeper love and real purpose in our lives. This is the most vulnerable thing I've ever released. It details 
specific experiences and relationships from my own life, moments that have cracked me open, moments that have shaped me and really built me. But in those stories, there is something that is relatable for everybody. I really believe that emotions are what connect us, even though we might not all have the same exact life experiences. Where we can connect to each other is through our shared emotions. And that is what this book is about. It would mean so much to me if you picked it up. When you hold this book in your hands, you really are holding a piece of my heart. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you cry. It will make you feel all the feels. And it might just shift your perspective on certain situations in your own life and help you really reconnect with your own purpose. You can head to Amazon and search for pain, love, and purpose. You can also go to painloveandpurpose.com and find more information there. If you do pick it up and you enjoy it, if you leave a rating and a review on Amazon and then take a screenshot of that and email it to media at christinathechannel.com, we will email you back a free meditation to help you reconnect with your own purpose as a bonus gift. I am beyond grateful for all of the support and love around this book. Every review matters. And if you haven't gotten your hands on it yet, just go to painloveandpurpose.com. So you feel, you feel good. You feel ready? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready to go. Okay. And I'll actually have you, cause I'll be out. So just keep an eye on the time. Um, and okay. like, I would say around three ten latest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, around three ten, like wrap it up because okay. I'll just be, I, I won't know what time it is. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> All right. It. So you could just say, you can just close it up. Just be like, okay, great. Um, okay. Okay, cool. Ready? <clears throat> yeah, let's do it. Okay. Give me a minute. I just need to spray this one more time. <laughs> Should I spray my stuff? Yeah, sure. Why not? Clarity. I love that. <laughs> Clarity. That smudge ritual. <clears throat> okay. Ooh, lots of energy. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> It's a pleasure to be with you today. What is it that you would like to dive into during this conversation? Hi, it's a pleasure having you here. Very excited. Um, today, we kind of want to talk about dreams. Um, I personally have been really interested in dreams and reading more about them lately, and I have a pretty active dream life, I'd say. Um, but I'm curious, like, you know, so many people, we just go to bed at night and we're asleep for eight or nine hours, seven, maybe seven to nine hours. And some of us dream, some of us don't remember our dreams, but you know, adults are asleep for like 30% of their life. So it's just, I'm, I'm interested in like, what is really going on in the dream space and what can we learn from it in our like waking reality? I'll, I'll first offer for you our people truly asleep for only 30% of their lives. And what I would like to ex expand out, I would like to expand this conversation out for you to start to shift your relationship with sleep and what that means to be asleep versus awake. And it's actually a very valuable part of the conversation as more of you start to identify the term asleep with the idea of not being conscious, which doesn't necessarily mean being 
out of consciousness, like you might mean being in a coma or something of the sort, but rather not being awake in terms of higher consciousness, in terms of memory of who you truly are and how things really work. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you can start to shift your relationship with, with that term and start simply explore, and that is what we are offering when these energies move through your channel and bring forward ideas, we are offering perspectives, not to tell you what your truth is, but to open up your minds and your hearts to different possibilities to start to realize where you have latched onto certain definitions or ideas of ways of viewing things without making the conscious choice to do so, but rather simply because it's what you've always been told or taught. So we bring forward these perspectives to empower you to start to think a little bit differently about the terms you use and how you relate to them, not to be limited by the terms themselves. Where I will go with this is when you start to expand out your definition of the term sleeping or asleep, awake, you can start to recognize that what is happening in your sleep state is just as real as what is happening in what you consider to be your waking state. In fact, the more you start to truly tap into your higher self-connection and bodying your higher self and connecting with the voice of your soul and connecting to your true essence as an extension of source and connecting with the oneness, spending time with the oneness, being the oneness, you will recognize that you can access many different timelines, realities, memories that you could perceive to be yours, that you could perceive to be not yours, just depending on, I will say, using your perspectives, the dimension from which you are viewing things, you can access all of these different points of information, memories, viewpoints, bits of information across those different dimensions and realities and realize that what you consider to be the sleep state, the dream state is just as valid and valuable as what is happening in your quote unquote awake state. It's simply that your point of focus and awareness has been so purely directed toward what you consider to be your waking state and this experience of this reality that you're spending less time consciously considering what's happening in the dream state. So it's sort of like using a muscle offered in this way. She's trying to calibrate the analogies in from the frequency that we're bringing down. So we will liken it to using a muscle where if you are always used to using your right hand, if you use your left hand, it feels a little bit odd or it doesn't feel quite right. And you just keep going back to using your right hand, focusing in that direction. And so when you've spent all of your focus on your waking state, that starts to become so normalized. That's your, that's your point of focus. Whatever your point of focus is, your entire reality will revolve around. If you shift your point of focus and really expand it out, your dream state can feel just the same. I would rather not use just as real that term, but that gets the point across. This is where we get to the limitations of your words. So we're compromising a little bit here with the terms to get a point across. 
but those can feel just as real for you when you actually shift your point of focus, rather expand it out. So if you start to spend more time in meditation, this is a nice bridge for you to be more connected to the viewpoint of your soul from your oversoul, from the oneness, seeing from being the one, an extension of the one. And when you spend more time normalizing your perceptions from that place, now you can actually start to relate to your dreams a bit differently in terms of not feeling like your waking state is what is real and the dreams are something else. What is it? What is this mysterious thing? It's all just as valid. It's all occurring. And the more that you embody your truest essence and recognize that you are of the one, you will start to realize that accessing all of these different bits of information allows you to fully step into your power and master abilities such as manifestation, as this is something that is often focused on in your channel space, much more easily because you're recognizing that you are multidimensional and that you are infinite. So that's where I would first like to, to start. Okay. That's really helpful. Um, so you mentioned kind of strengthening the dream muscle, like realizing that is just as much reality as what we perceive to be waking. Uh, and you mentioned meditation as a way to kind of strengthen that muscle and embody what you, you call our truest essence. Are there any other like tangible tools or practices that we can be doing in our waking lives to, um, to strengthen that, that dream muscle and give it more space and help ourselves to remember those dreams? There are a few things and I'll start with dreams in themselves. Perhaps it would be helpful to relabel dreams for some of you. Perhaps you have created an association with dreams that they are something that is not real or hard to access. And perhaps for some of you, it would be valuable to start labeling them as simply another dimension another reality that you can have access to because it is all an experience. All that's real is what you're experiencing. So if you're perceiving something, whether it's in your dream state in the astral realm or in this realm, there, there truly is no difference between them. So relabeling dreams might be helpful for some of you to start to recognize that you can remember them if you decide you want to. Much of what shows up in that state are bits of information, feelings, emotions that many of you have suppressed or don't want to look at. And so there is a subconscious piece of you that does not want to remember. And if you want to start to remember, this would be the same as allowing yourself to actually remember perhaps memories that you have repressed from childhood or earlier in your life. You have to remember and decide, choose that you can access the dream state. It doesn't have to be more difficult. A lot of you have in, in your heads this idea that it is very difficult to remember your dreams. If that is your belief, that is how you will experience it, that it will be difficult. So when you remember that, it is easy for you to access it. It is part of your soul memory. It is part of your awareness. And you are choosing to expand your awareness and tap into that information. Now you have just opened yourself up to remembering a much more 
in an easier way. With that, is there any bit of you that does not want to know? If you are not wanting to know the truth or align with the truth, if you are afraid of the truth, if there are things that you do not want to rise to the surface, because once you know, you know that you'll have to make a change. If there's anything that you are avoiding in terms of your truth, that will block you from remembering your dreams because a subconscious piece of you does not want to remember your dreams. So that is one main block to start to move through if you do want to have all of this memory. And this is this is true for accessing your soul memory in general. It's true for accessing your psychic abilities for knowing much information that many people seek out, but do they really want to know? Do they really want to know the truth of what is going on. When you are truly ready, energetically, emotionally to know the truth, no matter what that means, no matter what changes you might have to make, no matter what paradigms might end up shifting for you, once you know, then it will be revealed to you effortlessly. It's not something you have to try to force to happen. But the main thing is to remember that you get to choose your beliefs about how easy or difficult things are for you to access. An example of this that your channel has shared many times is when she used to tell herself that she was not psychic. And part of how she opened up her abilities was we would tell her, decide you are psychic. (laughs) And when she decided that, then they all opened up. It was because she kept telling herself she wasn't psychic or she wasn't psychic enough, or it was difficult for her to get the information. She was telling herself that story. And so that is what she experienced It's a similar thing with accessing any type of information, whether it's what you perceive to be just your psychic abilities in this time-space reality or accessing, remembering what happened in the dream state and alternate realities and other times and dimensions. So that's one thing I will offer to begin with. Meditation will be perhaps the most valuable and easily accessed tool. Anything that you can do to start to expand your perceptions in terms of this could start with watching movies that are more in the realm of fantasy or out of the realm of the current paradigm. So any type of film or book where there is world building and the world does not align with the current world that you are experiencing, because this starts to expand your mind, expand your consciousness, normalize that Things don't have to always work by the rules of the reality that you have experienced thus far in this incarnation. So we're starting to stretch what you have normalized as what can be true. When you start to allow yourself to dive into some of these fantasy worlds and experience different types of worlds and the different, quote, rules in those worlds where maybe things that can happen in those spaces would be completely abnormal here, but for you, that is normalized, now you will be more vibrationally flexible enough to allow yourself to remember what is happening in other realities and dimensions because the, quote, rules of of how those spaces work do not necessarily align with this 3D time-space reality as you are experiencing right now. So another way to view this is getting familiar, getting comfortable with things not making sense and getting comfortable with knowing that things can be true, even if they don't make sense. A lot of you don't 
remember certain things or access certain memories because you are only allowing yourself to remember or, or perceive things if it makes sense from the paradigms you set up of how reality should work. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. From there, another space that expands your awareness can be experiences such as plant medicines, plant medicines that allow people to release those energetic and emotional blocks to experiencing their multidimensionality. This is where many people see things, hear things, feel things that they weren't previously allowing themselves to. And because they are experiencing it layered on top of this current dimension, time-space reality, it makes them believe. It makes them understand through true lived experience that even though they saw reality in a certain way before, now suddenly here they are and they are seeing something that is in the non-physical, but it is still within this current reality. And that can start to expand that muscle out for people to believe and understand and trust. For example, your channel doesn't think anything is too crazy because she is used to experiencing this reality on top of which seeing holograms of guides and past loved ones and angels and seeing energy fields and seeing things that are in the non-physical mapped directly on top of the physical. And because that has been normalized for her, she understands that any rule of how something has to work doesn't have to be true because it's all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. So those are some tools I will offer to you to, to begin with. Okay. That's really helpful. Thank you. Um, what are some of the like workings of our current reality or our earthly lives that we should be aware of that are kind of blocking us in, um, in accessing the dream state or that we should be aware of, um, that kind of inhibit us from, um, fully going, going into that space. Um, if that makes sense. Many things, forgetting your multidimensionality, not consciously remembering that you are a multidimensional infinite soul and that you are expressed in many times, dimensions, realities. You have to first consciously remember and recognize that to unlock the memory of those different spaces. So, for example, To use her channel as an example, again, she moves across different realities and timelines only because she is going into it with the knowing that she has the ability to do that. And that, that's already happening. If she did not believe that to be true, she wouldn't allow herself to access those memories. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it is first coming to terms with what your personal spiritual beliefs are. Do you believe that this is true, that this is happening? Not just think it, but actually truly believe it, know it to be true. This disconnection from your intuition, your soul self, this lack of trust within yourself. Many of you move so fast. Many of you do not take time to tune in to your own intuition. Many of you do not trust yourselves. You tell yourselves you're crazy or you're wrong. You seek external validation. If you are in those types of patterns, then when you have a memory that comes forward, that seems like it would be 
silly, you'll just push it away. And this is why many of you have turned off, not exactly turned off, but turned down your intuitive gifts because for many at a young age, they mentioned something they knew or they saw or they heard and somebody told them that that wasn't real, that wasn't there. And they felt embarrassed, they felt judged, and so they turned it down and learned to not perceive those things anymore. Taking the time to actually trust yourself and act from your intuition and act from the knowing in your soul and validate yourself. A parallel here is this shift in parenting from if a child says that they have another set of parents or a friend who the parent can't see, or they bring up a planet they came from. Many parents will say things that make the child believe that's not true. Sort of shutting it down, not necessarily intending to, but because they don't necessarily know how to engage in the full conversation. Shifting from that into getting curious and asking the child for more. So validating the child's knowing their experience, their memory, because a lot of these memories will not have any logical evidence. Many of you have been trained to only trust something if you can find the evidence for it. It's interesting how so many of you will have intense symptoms in your body, perhaps when you eat a certain food, but you will not remove the food from your diet unless you have a piece of paper telling you that you have an allergy or an intolerance. These are places where you're not fully trusting yourself. So can you listen to your body, your inner knowing, a memory, even if you can't quite place it or ground it, or it doesn't make sense. When you say things like, I had a dream that didn't make any sense. It probably didn't mean anything. All these places where you minimize your knowing or your memory, it's important to start to validate yourself and open up the space to go deeper into it. With this is the overall connection to the body. The body is giving you much information. And when you keep the vessel clear and pure, this is related to technology. This is related to EMFs, to 5G. This is related to the foods that you are eating, the water that you are drinking, being aware of the things that perhaps disconnect you from from your bodies, not getting enough sleep, feeling ungrounded, not spending enough time connecting to the earth and getting the energy from the earth. It is incredibly important to rebuild that connection with your body. Listen to your body because your body is working with your soul to give you valuable information. But because so many of you are really working from this space, moving through life from the space of routine, automatic processing, it's all automatic. This is what you do in the morning. This is what you do in the afternoon. This is when you go to work. These are the people you talk to. Then you go on your phone here. It's all very almost robotic and automatic instead of very intentional and coming from your intuition and what feels good. And you get so in that routine of doing things just because that's how you do them, that over time, it can become difficult for you because you're not used to hearing, hearing it. It becomes difficult for you to tune into the voice of your intuition. So taking time to journal, to meditate, to connect with yourself in whatever way feels good for you, taking time in silence, spending more time just in your field and and not around other people will be very, very helpful. Spending more time with nature, in nature, 
grounding, earthing, and paying attention to any substances or lifestyle habits that will disconnect you from your body's natural rhythms or your body's information, looking at different medications that are taken. Are they actually required? Is there a more natural alternative because many of these medications will disconnect people from their body's natural signals, eating lots of processed foods, eating lots of man-made sugars of whatever sorts, things like that, that disconnect you from that natural taste of sweetness. You see this when you can reset your taste buds. These are all of the places where you've gotten so far from your body's natural signals. And that is mirrored with how far you've gotten from listening, being able to hear, and then act from the voice of, of your soul. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think that was really helpful. I had a lot of um, good takeaways from that. When I first started opening up intuitively, I felt really overwhelmed and I wished there was one place that I could go where I could get all of my questions answered and learn really everything I needed. That is exactly why I created my psychic development course. Everyone is intuitive, and this is one of your biggest superpowers, and there's always more to unlock. So whether you're just starting out exploring your psychic abilities, or if you're already tapped in but looking to develop those gifts even further, this course is perfect for you. I've taken the most helpful things I've learned on my journey and put it into one jam-packed course that walks you through opening up your gifts and deepening them step-by-step. Step. I teach you how to fully open your clairs, how to connect with spirit guides and ascended masters, how to master the art of psychic protection and boundaries, which is huge for tapping into high-frequency information. We talk about using psychic tools, portals, vortexes, soul centers, and so much more. When you sign up, you get lifetime access to 40 pre-recorded video lessons, five meditation activations that I have infused with a high 70 energy, exclusive invocations and connection processes, downloadable PDFs, and so much more to help you on your journey. It's a self-paced course. So you can take your time and it's jam-packed and you'll get access to the channel collective membership for three months. So you'll have access to all of that information as well. And all of those Q and A calls for that touch point with me. So if you are ready to fully open up your intuitive gifts, make sure you check out my psychic development course, just head to Christina, the slash courses, and you'll find it right there. So when we are fully able to trust our intuition, realize we're multidimensional beings and um, there's these parallel realities and things like that that we can access from the dream space. And we start to really remember these dreams more. Is it helpful to try to kind of analyze these dreams and how they could maybe be informing our waking lives on earth? Or is that not such a helpful thing? Is it more like, okay, these dreams that we're having are maybe past life memories or these parallel dimensions that we're accessing and it's just supposed to kind of stay there or because there's a whole field in psychology and all that of interpreting dreams and how they can be uh, maybe pulling stuff from the subconscious and showing us, um, giving us information about our waking lives. Is that a useful tool? And if so, is it helpful to try to interpret your own dreams or go to someone who's a quote unquote expert in dream interpretation and helping you kind of integrate that into your waking life. There's value in all of it, of course, where I'll be cautious is with 
the word analyze, because this is where many of you are well-intentioned in trying to go deeper into the meaning, but sometimes the word analyze can carry with it the energy of trying to figure something out and being a bit too attached. Part of what's going to support you in all areas of your life is being able to receive information without attaching to it or creating unnecessary meaning around it. That's not to say there isn't meaning around it, but many of you receive information and you have such an intense emotional response that then you are not able to see it clearly. There is so much occurring all the time across different timelines, across different realities, different expressions, different dimensions for you to access all of that at the same time and then try to analyze it and make meaning about it would drive you completely insane. You would, you would combust. And so when you start to explore dreams, there is always, of course, information in there for you. What I would liken this to is manifestation and attraction. It's very helpful and important to understand how energy flows in the universe and how you can take advantage of that to create a life that feels good for you. However, it can go too far in the sense of when people are starting to suddenly get so wrapped up in, why am I attracting this into my life? Why am I attracting that into my life? And there are of this belief that because they are attracting everything into their lives, there must be something wrong with them or low frequency about them because this happened or that happened. It's such a nuanced conversation. And the thing is that there is a combination of attracting things in, but then we also have to think about why, why was that attracted? And it's not necessarily just, oh, this thing that I perceive as low frequency is attracted to me because I'm low frequency. That's your human labeling. It's low frequency. Is it necessarily, but also understanding that energy is moving and flowing all the time. And there is a combination of rather an interplay between attraction and free will choice and energy just flowing in what ends up in your field. So why I'm bringing this up is because this is also relevant with dreams where there are some people that are getting so wrapped up in the analysis that it can come to, I'll say, an unhealthy point where they are adding so much meaning to it that they are making themselves feel worse or negative. And what I'll offer to you is taking it as information in a way that is going to serve you. So when you understand that you are existing across so many different realities and dimensions, there will be experiences in those places that perhaps you, if you knew all of what was happening, would not necessarily like. And would that negatively affect you? Would you start overthinking it? Would you start thinking, what does that mean for me about this life? So I'm pointing this out because there there comes a point where it might not be helpful for you, which is why when some of you get too grabby for information, you can get yourselves in trouble a little bit in the sense of grabbing information that maybe you don't necessarily need. There's this beautiful filtering process that happens for you naturally with soul memories where the ones that are truly relevant for you will come forward. You don't have to force them to come through. So this is 
part of being responsible with intuitive information and abilities information as a multidimensional being. And when you are responsible with that information, more flows through to you. That is the first thing I will offer. But from that perspective, if you can be in the space of non-attachment and simply just curiosity, simply a space of, I'd like to just open myself up to some more information, it is incredibly valuable to explore that and what themes are coming up within those dreams or other experiences in the astral. It's all occurring at the same time. So it is very helpful for you to tune into how did that make me feel? What do the things in that dream represent to me? It can also be very valuable to have different experts share their perspectives with you. I view it as it is all valuable information. Now, perhaps that expert says something that doesn't fully resonate with you. That's equally as valuable because in receiving their perspective, if you feel the non-resonance, you just got more information. It is incredibly helpful from our perspective to view as many different perspectives as possible because that helps you get closer to your own inner truth because you are able to feel the frequency and discern if that feels like it is truth in your body or not. So it is very valuable to dive deeper into what's coming up for you in, in, in the dream space, in the astral. Why is that coming for? What is this telling you about perhaps other abilities you have or deeper feelings that you might have, certain things that you are afraid of? Some of these experiences are what's playing out in the subconscious. Some of these experiences you can view as what's playing out in other dimensions, in other timelines. It's all, from our perspective, equal in importance and equally as real. But sometimes the filter that you move through this life with doesn't allow you to see all of the other possibilities or the emotions that when you are more open and release the filter when you are sleeping and you're accessing these other aspects of you, because that's what it really is. When you are in that rest and recovery state, when you are quote unquote asleep, you are open and connected more clearly, easily with your multidimensionality. You have fully, fully relaxed the same way when you fully relax and tap into the certain vibration of meditation, you can access similar perceptions and experiences. So when you are in that full relaxation state, you're accessing this other information that you are remembering for a certain reason, for there are infinite different quote dreams or realities you could remember in the morning. So why is it that particular one? Which is why when you set intention around this in your general life, when you're looking for more information or guidance around something directly before you go to sleep, Tuning in first thing when you wake up because you are in the knowing that whatever came up for you that night would be valuable information for you. Now you can start to access where this is playing out in other spaces, where it's playing out in your deeper subconscious, where it's playing out in other timelines and realities, because that will be felt by you in, in this reality. So while there are different experiences going on, your soul is quote, remembering all of it because it's experiencing all of it all at once. And so perhaps a pain in one reality can be felt or experienced 
or influence you in some way in this one, which is why when you do your own healing work in this reality, you are positively affecting all other aspects of you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, I have one kind of last question about, about dreams. Um, when, so when you have like nightmares or kind of like psychic attack type of dreams where I had one of these recently and it was really scary. Um, it, it, is that kind of signifying something happening to you in an alternate dimension and it's like coming into your, your dream space or what, um, what's going on with when you have like those really terrifying kind of visceral, um, dreams or like sleep paralysis situations. So a number of things can be occurring that are situational. And what's important is once again, to, to zoom out and to understand that whether it's happening right here in this reality, or it's happening in my dream, or it's happening in another reality, it is felt and perceived by me because I am multidimensional. And so that could be reflecting to you where you're not feeling safe in a certain situation. That could be reflecting to you a deeper emotion. That could be reflecting to you where there is something in your reality environment that is not fully serving you. It is what you might term moving beyond the veil, seeing beyond the veil. When you go through this 3D reality where everything is dense and people are able to put up masks and illusions, you have one perception of things. When you sink into the oneness in your multidimensionality and the filter is gone, all of the other energies are visibly seen and felt. And so you are able to get more information from that space. So for example, remembering that you are existing in different dimensions at the same time, as you're experiencing this time in reality, there could be out in the astral realm an experience where there are low frequency entities that are in your field. And that will be mirrored for you within this reality. And it might look very different. So perhaps in the one experience, you are visualizing what you perceive to be scary things coming into your home, into your house. While in this reality that you relate to as your main reality, that might be experienced, mirrored, paralleled as one of your friends saying something mean to you or somebody bullying you or the technology in your house keeps not working. So it will be mirrored for you because it's felt in your fields and it's all intuitive information so you can clear it out in the field. What's being indicated to you is where perhaps the field is open or available for something. It's important that you remember that you get to claim, decide, clear, whatever you want in in the astral on a soul level and recognize that what you perceive in this experience as scary or bad, when we zoom out and look at things simply from a vibrational level, they're all just how we best describe it is colors on the rainbow. And so perhaps maybe you don't like the color red, for example, and the human you says red is bad. I don't like it. It doesn't make me feel good. That does not mean that the color red is inherently bad. 
it's simply just a different color. And when you can start to relate to some of these psychic attacks from that perspective, you can just decide, I don't like the color red, so I'm going to change the color because it does not resonate well with me. It's important to understand that in other dimensions and realities, things will shift form because all in essence is formless and then takes a certain form for a specific reason. And it will take a form that will trigger within you whatever vibration is trying to be triggered. And so when you can remember that and remember that fear is the illusion that you can respond with fear if you choose to, or you can respond from the space of knowing that you are in control and you are clear and it's simply a vibration coming in. You can shift the frequency. This is mastering shifting vibration. You can shift the vibration and whatever you have perceived to be scary then will shift in itself and doesn't have what your channel calls food to to feed off of in, in your field. So it's important to understand that there are different aspects to this. We know that many of you look for a single answer that will apply to everybody because that's how You've been taught things must work. And that's also what is limiting you and all of the knowledge you have access to. And so that's why these, um, these conversations are incredibly important because when different, when the same question is asked at different times from different people, different energies will come through because they are very nuanced answers and it depends on the person and the situation, which is why it's so important when you tap into your intuition, you can start to feel for yourself what that really means. But if you have an experience in the astral and you freak out about it and you create meaning about it, that it means you are bad or there's a dark energy or something bad is going to happen to you, then you are creating something different in your life because you are feeding into the fear. And then what do you think you're going to attract in more of from, from that space? So it really is in how you respond to it and also looking at why perhaps would that energy try and get into my space? Uh, is there something that I am doing that is quite important uh, and I'm building up my light and perhaps trying to dull my light? Is it perhaps mirroring to me where I don't have the boundaries that I need to be having in my life? And this is most often the case for many people where they are saying yes to things that they need to say no to. They have friends in their field that perhaps are not truly in alignment. It does not need to mean that they are bad or wrong. And that's why this dream conversation gets complex is because many of you are used to labeling things as scary or intense or frightening or a nightmare. That creates an emotional charge around the experience. Mm -hmm. And the more you can release that emotional charge and simply just view it as information and not respond from fear or that was bad, I didn't like that. Now you'll really start to take your power back and those experiences will not affect you as much. And you can start to tap into the other ones that are happening and not allow that into your field. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's really helpful to, yeah, don't label it as um, good or bad. However we perceive it, it's just information and do with it what you will from, from that point of view. Um, Okay. That's really helpful. Uh, Is there anything else that any other information that needs to come through at this time regarding dreams or really anything else as we kind of wrap up? The last thing that I'll bring forward is the idea of vulnerability. Many of you don't remember your dreams to the extent you desire. Many of you don't allow yourself to interpret them 
fully. Many of you experience what you label as nightmares because of your relationship with vulnerability. When you can start to get comfortable with true vulnerability, that means sharing your emotions, feeling your emotions, acknowledging your feelings, expressing yourself to other people, sharing where you have fears, admitting to yourself where you feel vulnerable energetically in terms of being pulled in too many directions, feeling like you have to watch behind your back, feeling like other people do not have your back, tuning into that energy of vulnerability overall. This is going to be mirrored for you in your experience with in relationship to the astral realm, to your dream space, because what this is really bringing forward for you, it's highlighting where you feel vulnerable in your life, which is why energies around fear come through because it is the space where you don't have this tough shell, this exterior that's only allowing certain things in, certain information is only allowing certain information in. It is where you're in full relaxation and the tender spaces where your vulnerabilities need to come forward because those are important places for you to know about so that you can empower yourself strengthen your field and recognize that you can find strength within the vulnerability so that you're not feeling that vulnerable. That's why this is, information is so important for you. And so the energy of vulnerability will come forward for you in, in your dreams. And when you start to perceive things from that perspective, where is this showing me where I'm vulnerable? For example, that somebody could come into my house and mess up my kitchen or whatever happened in your dream, that's going to be very important information for you emotionally, energetically. And you can look at where in my life am I feeling vulnerable? Where am I avoiding where I feel vulnerable? Because when you can look at those places where you feel vulnerable, whether that's emotionally or physically, spiritually, mentally, that information is telling you exactly what to look at and shift and get support around, shift your perception around in your life, which is what makes you impenetrable, which is make, which is what makes your field so incredibly strong, which is what makes you so incredibly magnetic. So I'll leave you with that, the energy of vulnerability and tuning into your relationship with being vulnerable, or what if I perceived, evaluated my dreams from the space of what is this showing me about where I feel vulnerable in my life? Mm, that's really helpful. Thank you. Um, yeah, I really needed to hear that. There was a lot in there that you mentioned that, that I really needed to hear. And I hope whoever's listening got a lot out of that as well. That feels complete to me. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to be with you today. And I hope to talk with you again soon. Sending Same lots here. of love. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. Wow. How do you feel? Did you notice I turned totally to the right? Just I, just now? Like, I just like woke up and I was like, why am I sitting in this direction? Yeah, you were kind of facing that way. <laughs> oh man. Wow. How did it go? Good. I There was a ton of good information in there for me personally. I hope if yeah. anyone is really interested in dreams, you got a lot out of that. Um, I feel like there were some great takeaways. What did you... Oh man, vibe was so high. It was like, literally I was, it's like, I feel it coming in. And then like, it's like so intense that I couldn't even talk. Like my mouth felt numb. Like I couldn't even talk. Like really, it was like really hard for the, my mouth to even form the words. 
<laughs> um, because it was just, I mean, my jaw literally hurts. Like it was just because the energy was so intense. Like his, his frequency is so powerful. Um, wow. Yeah. Your screen kept like doing the glitchy thing, but yeah. just yours, not mine. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, what was like any key takeaways for you? Yeah. I think it stood out for you just initially. I'm sure I'll listen back, but just initially. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean the, the part at the end, and maybe it's just recency bias. Cause he just said this, but, uh, how, where, um, like if you're perceiving things to be scary or a nightmare, that's giving it this emotional charge that is creating a different experience than it needs to be in your, in your waking life. And when you have those dreams, um, that where it feels like a dark energy or something like that, that's showing you where you may be vulnerable in your, in your waking life and to kind of explore that, like, where do I, where am I feeling like, um, extra vulnerable in my life or where am I Mm -hmm. having trouble opening up or those kinds of things? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When that, that like, I mean, I got that right. Like, and that kind of shocked me. I was like, Whoa, like, and I actually started thinking about whenever I have dreams that I identify as scary. And I was like, they are in place. They're always located in places where I have felt vulnerable. Like Mm. when I think about the locations that like it's occurring in, you know, I have like a nightmare and I'm like, where am I? And I, I'm just now thinking, I was like, that makes so much sense because they're places where like, I emotionally feel vulnerable. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't think of that perspective for me personally, like just like mm-hmm. the imagery in the dream or like, why, why is it at the location? You know, it's like, because the thing is like something that feels scary for you in a dream might not feel scary for like, they're designed to trigger me. Right. Or to trigger you uniquely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That was really interesting. I, I could definitely feel the energy too. Like halfway through, I was like, I felt so alert. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Yeah. 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 It was strong. Oh, you could feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I could definitely feel it. Yeah. It was great. Does I that definitely feel, want to listen back. Yeah. Does that feel different for you than like when I'm channeling like consciously or like in a, in a session, do you feel um, like it's different for you? I, I think so. Yeah. That did feel different. I've also never done it over zoom like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe it's just because that's a different um, a different being that Mm -hmm. doesn't normally come through, I think at least in, uh, for my sessions, Mm -hmm. but yeah, I don't know. It's hard to describe. Definitely felt different though. Yeah. It's different. He's very like green, green, (laughs) green and, um, platinum. Mm. I love that. Were you like totally zonked out? Or were you kind of more conscious? I mean, I, it's like, I know the ideas that are coming through, but I, I'm gone. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know the ideas are coming through, you know? Yeah. Um, because it's sort of like, like you'll ask a question and then like the vibration comes through and it'll be like, for example, that last one, it was like vulnerability. And I just like see like vulnerability and I feel it come in. And then like, I'm feeling my mouth just move but I'm like off in space. Okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't usually even understand how fully out I am until I like come back. Like uh-huh. I, when I came back, I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. 
That's really you know interesting. What, you know what? I think that the experience of channeling mirrors exactly what he was talking about, right? So it's like for like when we're talking like we see dreams as like this separate thing. It's like it's happening at the same time. And we think it's like, whoa, I'm in the astral. It's like I'm I'm in the astral right now. You know, so it's like we're in that experience. I'm thinking about this now. How cool is this? You're talking to me. You're talking to them. Mm-hmm. My physical body is here. Like Christina is here, like my vessel, uh-huh. but I am in that simultaneously as we're having this conversation, having this conversation with them in a floating rainbow <laughs> in another dimension, right? Like it's happening at the same time. Yeah. Like yeah. We are aware. We are aware it's happening at the same time, mm. you know? And what it reminds me of is kind of like, you know, in TV shows or movies where they're, well, they're almost show like two different realities at the same time. Like, yeah. Like sometimes it's like old times, you know, like early 1900s and then current and it's like mirroring, uh-huh. right? Um, or it'll be like super futuristic or it'll be like another, like a dream. It's like mirror. It's like, that's exactly what's happening. Oh, that's so interesting. It's everything yeah. everywhere all at once. Oh my God. Ugh. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> but you know, it's a similar idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. I could feel like it's it's interesting to me with Metatron. I'll wrap up in a second, but because I can feel how like I feel like for him more than anyone else I channel. I feel this with them all, but for him the most, I feel how difficult it is for him to find words. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like like to in speak order- human language. He like isn't doesn't do that well. It's like it makes me realize how much of our languaging is biased in some way. Like every word has this type of connotation and he's like looking for a way to describe it that doesn't have a connotation or that's not feeding into a current belief we have. And it feels almost impossible to mm. like, I feel, I can feel him trying to find the word or find the language. And it's like, I can feel it's difficult. Like, like, Oh no, that one has this charge. That one's going to make them think this, like, it's really hard to find words that are just very neutral mm-hmm. or like, yeah. like a way of describing something that's, that's neutral, right? Like even, even like I can feel a resistance of like, even the term nightmare mm. because yeah, they don't relate to it like that. Mm. We as humans relate to it. Like it's a nightmare and they're all just like, these are just different energies. Yeah. Or like when yeah. we say like, this is bad or good, or I don't like this experience. It's like it's, they're all just different colors on the rainbow. What do you said? Like, it's all just, it's just, a, a bit of information. Yeah. You know? And we like label it. Yeah. And yeah. Give it a certain connotation. Yeah. And it was interesting in the beginning how he was like, well, first we have to like change the way that you relate to asleep and awake. Like who's to say yeah. when you're dreaming, you're asleep. And I was like, <laughs> I know well, dude, when that happened, I felt as, as soon as you said, you said like, you know, like we spend, what did you say? We spend some percentage of our lives, like sleeping. 30%. Yeah. And I, and I could immediately like, he laughed and he was like, <laughs> Um, like it was like, it was like a joke. Like a jo- he yeah. was like, like it going to make a joke. Like at that moment of like, uh, I think a lot of you spend a lot more time sleeping, mm-hmm. you know, you're like all, like most of your population is asleep. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It actually is the sleeping to move through this whole life and think that this is the only reality. Like that's yeah. us being asleep. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that alone is so powerful to like have right? that. Yeah. Realization. It can help you like relate to the whole, whole life experience and sleep, dream, awake, whatever, totally differently. Yeah. Which is why I feel like, I don't know. It makes me feel like I need to talk a lot more about just like 
other realities or timelines like all the time just to normalize it like do you know what I mean totally. yeah like, like it's all just as real and just as powerful as what yeah. we perceive to be reality yeah exactly and it's like mm-hmm. people relate to things like dreams or things in the astral or like in their meditations like it's some big ordeal like oh my god it's like yeah that's just happening all the time yeah <laughs> Like, like, and I think when we make it this like big deal, we create this like sense of separation, mm-hmm. which that makes it harder to access. And like, I mean, you know, it's like, I feel like like all day, every day I'm like in different realities. I'm like, which timeline was it in yesterday? Like, it's like a normal thing for me, but it's a normal thing for me because I don't have this emotional attachment. Like it's something big or special. It's just like, I'm multidimensional. So why wouldn't I be able to access all of it? And like, that's true mm-hmm. for anybody. Right. Yeah. And just believing that that was a big piece of what he was talking about too. He's like, you, if you feel like you can't remember your dreams or you're having a hard time accessing it, like you have to believe that you are a multidimensional being and believe that you can remember it. Yeah. That's like a huge piece of it, which was interesting. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot in there. So good job on topic. Camille. (laughs) I knew that's what I wanted to talk about. So yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thank Thank you. you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I loved that. Everyone, thanks for listening. Let us know if you thought this was interesting. <laughs> Let us know how it went. Uh, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. You can tag me, tag at Christina, the channel podcast and tag Camille at Camille Marie underscore nutrition. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> On Instagram and let us know if you did enjoy this. It really helps to grow the podcast community, uh, which I'm always interested in doing so more people can access their multidimensionality and their infinite powers. Uh, And also, side note, Camille just launched her own podcast. uh, So you can check it out. Do you want to just mention it? Yeah, it's called Skin Deeper. And it's all about um, getting to the root causes of acne and healing holistically. Yeah, amazing. So um, definitely check that out for some great holistic health beautiful skin tips uh and yeah thanks again for tuning in that's gonna be it for today sending you lots of love and i will chat with you again very soon